Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Talkville. The uh, ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. How are you guys? I hope you're doing well. I'm good, thanks. Thank you. Oh, good. Good to see you, Tommy. Good to see you, Thomas Welling. Good to see you, Ryan Tejas is here. Hello. Even though, um, you know, Tom uh, said mm. he liked, liked Bryce a lot, but I don't know what that was. Was he insinuating that he didn't like you as much? I didn't feel that way. Uh, thank you, Ryan. I think our relationship, that, you know, just telling you that Bryce... It was it was an interesting new thing, but I'm I'm happy to see you. You know that. Yeah, he's very you know. Well, it's like having a substitute teacher, isn't it? Mm, one that you like, uh, guys. We go back and we watch every episode. And if you noticed last week, I watched this episode for the very first time, like I do many. And last week's episode, well, I didn't really love, and uh, I definitely shit on it. So I apologize for that. But you know, I'm honest, and that's the way it goes. Did you guys think I was extremely negative? Honestly, I thought you were honest. You. This is not your type of show to begin with so i i applaud you for being here yeah but i've liked it there's been a lot i've liked uh i just didn't like this last episode i, I like the oc i didn't watch it yeah no no, no i hear you uh patreon.com slash talkville if you want to support this podcast and keep it going if you like what you're watching or you're hearing i urge you to go to patreon.com slash talkville we give shout outs to every top tier patron at the end of every episode uh you get to ask questions and there's a lot of perks so go to patreon.com slash talkville join today and uh talkvillepodcast.com with awesome merch funny shirts sweatshirts the whole thing we also have a piece of art that's an original uh, and then there's 50 prints, which they're not, not money left that were signed by me and Tom. So check those out. Also, the inside of you online store has uh, a lot of Smallville stuff, Lexmas scripts, ship keys, blah, blah, blah. Tom and I will be, I believe in Albuquerque is our next con in the new year. And, um, also a shout out. What, Ryan, what are you going to say? Oh, it made me think of Bugs Bunny. Well, Albuquerque <laughs> must've made a wrong turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> I don't even remember that. <laughs> If you, didn't, he says. if you didn't get a chance to call into our hotline, leave a question for this episode, make sure you do for future episodes. All that in the info is... Uh, Ryan remembers that from his Bugs Buddy podcast. That's in, right. Yeah. In the show's description. <laughs> and without further ado, let's get into it. Season four, episode four, Devoted. Devoted aired October 13th, 2004. Director was David Carson. I, I remember liking him. Directed three episodes. The last one was Rogue. Uh, season one, writers Lucas Shellhaus. Don't even remember Lucas. It was his first episode. Uh, I don't remember him. Guest star Amanda Walsh as Mandy, Chaylin Simmons as Rhonda, Lisa Marie Karuk as Mary, Monica Delane as Mara, Jared Kiso as Nate Pratt, Letter Kenny. Smallville High football players drink the Kool-Aid this week and are infected with a love potion that results in a couple murder attempts. Clark and Lois fight to find the cure before things get out of hand. And right away that tells you we're doing a freak of the week, aren't we? Mm-hmm. I guess everybody becomes a little bit of a freak of the week in this episode, don't they? They sure do. They do. 
The episode starts on the gridiron as Clark watches from the bench while Danny, the starting QB, impresses his coach and cheerleaders watching. Practice takes a break as Danny heads to the sideline and stopped by his girlfriend, cheerleader Mandy. He tries to brush her off for weekend plans because Saturdays are for the boys until she gives him a water bottle filled with green drink that gives him a euphoric vision of Mandy and makes him change his mind. Okay, so a couple of funny things happen in this. One is we, we see Jensen um, or Jason and he's like, come on, Clark, go in there. And he tosses on the ball. He throws me a bad, a bad throw. It's above my head. So I catch it one handed and turn around. And I was like, nice move, Welling. Good catch there. And then <laughs> Clark goes over and he's like all serious. And he's like about to take the hike. And the kid turns around. And he goes, I'm not the center, you idiot. <laughs> like, that's funny. That's, that was funny. You know what I mean? Like, there's a couple, there's a couple little things in here that I, I found enjoyable. Yeah, already. that was funny. I, I, I got a kick out of that. To his coach's surprise, Danny shares his shopping plans and then accuses his coach of checking out his girl. Danny runs off saying, bite me, which forces Jason, of course, ADR, Jason to let Clark take a few snaps. After finding his center, Clark goes on to throw bombs. One of the cheerleaders in this yeah. episode, Rhonda, is the same preppy blonde girl from season one episode, Drone, the episode about bees. Uh, later really? that day in the locker room, Coach Jason is cleaning up after practice until all of a sudden Danny comes in wielding a shotgun and taking aim. Jason dodges a few rounds until Clark comes in to save the day, throwing his coach to safety and heat blasting the gun out of the QB's hands. I love the way I love the way that Jensen uh, ran and avoided these hands above his head taking the corners. He's like, oh, oh, like I just that's hilarious. He could have just been like. Um, you know, I'm Jason Bourne. I'm just going to run away. But he's like, ah, shit. Ah, shit. It's like really great. Yeah. You know what, though? Who, when this guy's shooting so much, like blowing these bam, bam, bam. And then he's like, then he just runs in front of him and goes, hey, let's talk about this. Uh, what, are you, what are you doing, dude? But I guess he just tried to, you know, hey, you don't have to do this. But uh, that night in the town loft, Lana's helping take care of her boyfriend coach. Jason is amazed how Clark was able to save him so fast. And Lana is upset that she had to find out from Chloe. Jason talks about uh, their relationship under the radar, keeping it there because he cut off his relationship with his rich father and really needs this job. And the next day in the halls, Letterman Jacket Clark catches up with Lois, who is still unable to get out of small little high. She makes a couple of remarks about the jacket not being his colors as they pass by cheerleaders in the halls who seem to get the jocks to wait on them beck and call. I mean, it, to me, it's already hokey. I mean, you got this kryptonite juice. It's just like, it's like we've seen this a million times. It does but a million you, hold different on, but things. You, you, you have... Maybe it's taken this long for me to understand how to maybe say this to you. You have to understand that the quote unquote freak of the week is only a catalyst for our main characters to develop, right? Like that's, I, I, I tend to it follow. It should be, but not, it doesn't always do that. <laughs> Copy that. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's freak of the week and nothing really happens at all with the characters and then it doesn't push them forward. If it did, there's some really cool stories in between. Um, what is one story that's propelled or really gains traction um, from this ridiculous freak of the week show? I, I can't. Well, I mean, I mean, Clark is Clark's thing is indirectly affected, but you get it pushes Clark and Lois a little bit closer together. It pushes uh, Chloe further away. It it tries to show that there's more to Jason's character. I think, and I can't maybe Lex and Clark. This maybe Lex and Clark, because you know. Lex comes in because they have a, they have that moment there of trying to rekindle. Yep. It gives Clark a time to shine and, and get his little um, 
uh, high school star athlete on. Yes. his father. Okay. Uh, they catch up with Chloe in the torch. She also thinks red and yellow aren't Clark's colors and goes on to ask Chloe, Lois to help follow up on the murderous future tight end. Before Clark leaves, he tells Chloe that he will need to be stepping away from the torch for a while. Clark heads to the locker room where the rest of the team has received the jerseys for the new season, even though their former starting QB attempted to murder their coach. The rest of the team is pissed off at Clark for some reason, and the, the, the players get a special visit from the primary sponsor of the team, Lex Luthor. I will say it's, 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 they, they don't talk about whether or not anybody knows what happens in the locker room. I mean, I know there's gunshots and a, and a broken mirror, but there's, we don't know how much anybody knows about what happened, which is not fun. Yeah. Yeah. It should have been like, guys, uh, you know, I just want to say that I'm okay. And there was some things that happened the other day. And I want to say that everything's right. going away. He's in a mental institution. <laughs> Everything he's working stuff out. Nothing was said. It seems that now Lex has taken over the conglomerate Luther Corp. He is focused on important projects like high school sports. Lex is personally invested in the team this year because, <laughs> much like them, he is in a rebuilding year. However, Clark sees past this as a way of Lex buying back into his friendship. It was weird, isn't it? Was again. weird seeing Clark going. My dad always told me, "Don't, don't lose." Or try hard, and you'll—it's like oh, bore State University speech here. But I also think that I see Lex anticipating that exact reaction. I see him going, "Okay, Clark," and he, Lex is taking his steps. All right, you know he's a—he's ahead of it. I don't think—I don't think Lex actually thinks. Here's some jerseys. We're friends again, right? <laughs> Lex is too smart for that. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Out on the field, Chloe shows here's up a, to try and Clark. Scoop. Here's a new truck. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. Here's a new truck. Here's a jersey. That's yeah. not going to do it. And on the field, Chloe shows up uh, to try and get a scoop from the coach. He denies her and goes to hit the water cooler full of the green drink. He takes a swig, and shortly after, Chloe does the same. This makes her suddenly enamored with Clark. She takes his, this newfound passion into the torch, handing off her new story to Lois and telling her that she is quitting to pursue her new career and pursuing Clark. Lois tries to talk her out of it to help get her credits, but this only enrages Chloe. Lois leaves the torch and over here is the cheerleaders planning their next target, super hot star quarterback Clark Kent. Lois goes to ask Mandy for some quotes for developing story, but she gets a mean girl response. Lois then pokes her for not having a boyfriend and says it's amazing what a short skirt and the ability to run can get you. And after Lois questions her for taking an advanced chem, she gets told to back off, bitch. <laughs> Another bitch line. I feel like that's I feel like that's what your character would have said in Sorority Girls. Sorority back Boys, off, bitch. Um Sorority boys. But going back, here's a here's a useless thing. When Jason goes a drink out of the water can, do you notice how perfectly his whistle leash was tied on his hand? You probably didn't notice that. <laughs> I did notice that. that. He's just the dude. Look, he looked like a coach. Yeah. Whoever decided to do that, that's a nice nice little touch. Yeah, I, I noticed that. That night in his loft, Clark walks upstairs to find a very seductive Chloe Sullivan wearing only his jersey. She tells Clark that she quit the torch to make him her number one priority. Then straddles him, and she says she wants to help him relieve stress. She then says she loves him and starts mot-macking on him. This is the third time Chloe has made out with Clark under the influence. Hug and rush. Tom, was this awkward filming, just getting it over with or having fun with it? Do you remember? I remember it being fun because Allison's such a great actress, but it, it you could play the awkwardness. That's what I love about a lot of these situations that Clark gets into with some of the other actresses is like, it's so awkward for Clark, and the actual filming is awkward. Um, I think it's more difficult to play that it's not awkward. I don't know if I'm going you know, back on myself there, but... 
I mean, Clark doesn't exactly say stop. It just, you know, it just, to me, really lessens. It It just, you kind of feel sorry for Chloe. It's like, this is just another degrading, oh my God, I am going after, that's her thing. It's like, we're past that. Then let it be something else. The whole Clark thing, I, whatever, it's fine. Next morning, Clark talks about what happened with his mother. She says that maybe Chloe got tired of hiding her true feelings. Clark then replies that he may never get over Lana. And Martha leaves to head for the town, and Jonathan walks in to ask his son how football's going. Well, Clark shares frustrations for having to dial it back while on the field, and his father stresses the importance of being a good leader in this position. Uh, back on campus, we see Lana roaming the halls and running into Jason. Seemingly, he has forgotten about going under the radar because they start kissing in the hallway. Lana's confused about the oh. spontaneity and tells him to cut it out for the sake of his job and viewers. Ryan shakes his head. I, I, Ryan I, I, did not I like hate, it. I, I hate this. Gets none, you're right, Ryan I hates it. Nobody can't else. deal with the coach. Statutory. There's nobody else in the hallway. They did a good job of filming it sort of down to up so that you don't see anybody else. But yeah, yeah. Well, nobody sees anybody. Who's being secretive now? Who, but who's being secretive now, Lana? That's all I'm saying. Mm. Maybe mm. she's just trying to protect him and her reputation. Out on the field as the Crows are practicing, Clark notices Lana in the stands. Jason notices Clark noticing and starts to get angry while slurping the green drink. Before Clark can rejoin his team, he is greeted by an overjoyed Chloe Sullivan dressed in a cheerleading outfit and looking to win over the new QB. Clark understands that I something's mean, she not right. She committed to that. Oh, boy. She, she committed to that. That yeah. was great. Yeah. Well, Clark understands that something's not right and asks Lois to keep Chloe away from him. Clark hits the cooler before going out on the field and essentially drinks his own poison. Coach pokes fun at him for feeling sick and then creates his own version of Bounty Gate by having the rest of the team target Clark on the field. All the while, Chloe is leading a one-man cheer team. Oh, Bounty Gate, yeah. What's that mean? The What was it? The, uh, the Saints uh, got fined for targeting. Remember that? Like This was like 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah the coach got... It wasn't 10 years ago. It was like five years ago, wasn't it? It was, it was when, I think it was Sean Payton when yeah. he was coaching the Saints. I think it was like five years ago. Uh, it still could have been He got suspended ago. for a year. Or for Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. What was Tom saying? What he told his, his told, he told his players to go after like another player specifically. Yeah. Like to hurt him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Tom was in the middle of something. Well, I, no, I, I was just going to ask Ryan because I think you know the answer to this. So when Clark drinks the kryptonite drink, he just becomes normal. So when he gets hit by these kids, it doesn't, like it's just a normal what what it would be to you, us is that the idea? I kind of lost. Yeah, that's what it looked like. like he became human. Yeah, okay. yeah. He couldn't. Um, yeah, like the 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 hits it, affected him. This, this did bring because this was exactly I, like just based on when this aired. This was exactly during my time in high school football. So had I been <laughs> watching this at the same time, I probably would have um, related a lot Didn't more to it. it. But yeah, I mean, I I had the same helmet because this was. Um, this this was like that this I think the first time like a helmet was like modified because they were like aware of concussions. Right. So like our whole team got the the, the helmet that Tom was wearing it was a, huh. a Riddell helmet. A Riddell. I, I specifically did Lex Luthor give like it, inflate the Did things. Lex Luthor gift them to the team? Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Better Help. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing in your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you. 
so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TalkVille today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TalkVille. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. That night, Jason decides to channel his inner Bobby Knight and pay a visit to Clark. He shows up to the loft and starts wailing on him, telling him to stay away from his girl. Clark, who is still sick and not knowing that Lana is Jason's girlfriend, is extremely confused. Before Jason can inflict more damage, the Crow's number one sponsor, Lex Luthor, stops by to stop the assault. And instead of ratting out his coach, Clark plays ju- dumb to the assailant's identity. Must have been a random attacker on a, fa- on a farm in the middle of nowhere. Lex is stopping by to repair his friendship by sharing every file he kept on Clark. He apologizes for letting his dark side take over and stresses the importance of his friendship in taming it. Clark is hesitant. After noticing a drop of green fall from his nose in the barn, Clark puts it together that the cheerleaders are spiking the cooler. He goes back to school to share this with Lois and get her help to take them down. And Lois tells him she already found... All of this out in her internal investigation of Mandy and Rhonda. Lois gets suspicious why Clark isn't acting love-crazed after being infected. Side note, it's convenient that Mandy published her science project findings about this love potion to incriminate her future self. (laughs) We then cut to the pool where the cheerleaders are hosting a tiki party. Isn't that fun? As the football players serenade the group by hula dancing, Clark and Lois set their sights on Mandy. Clark plants one on her, says he's devoted to her, and then gets his six pack checked before she agrees to proceed. I thought she was gonna put I thought she was gonna push him in the water this whole time. I thought for a second, I really thought she did. The teens take things to the weight room and start getting on. Clark throws in some dirty talk by offering to buy dinner the whole time Lois is watching from a distance. But this went on a really long time. Did you notice it? They are what? making out and making out and making out and it doesn't stop. I was like, wow, they're still going at it. That had to be fun. Attractive woman, attractive guy, young, you're married, so you're probably enjoying kissing another woman at this time in your life because it's it's innocent, it's not real, but it's real. Well, they needed time for Lois to get in there to find the bag, and, and what's about to come up is, I think, one of the most funniest moments I've seen where Clark's making out with her, and he's trying to give the bag, and he and he makes a noise, and the girl goes, what? And he goes, oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> like, it was just like on the desk, Ryan caught it. It was just really funny to me how, you know, because it wasn't about the girl. It was about the bag. Yeah. While they're getting horizontal, Lois nabs Mandy's purse. Luckily, she brought her research to the party. But before Lois can learn about the cure, she gets attacked. 
by her cousin Chloe with a wrench in the boiler room. This was really awkward. Lois fends her off, and Chloe snaps out of it after Chloe touches a piece of hot metal, ultimately revealing the cure. And before Clark can lose his V-card, Lois and Chloe barge into the weight room to foil Mandy's plans. As the three of them argue, Mandy invites in a few players wielding baseball bats to prevent them from leaving. In turn, Clark heroically stands in front of Chloe and Lois. Clark wants to bail, but Lois decides to stay and kick ass. She then basically asks Clark to use his heat vision to release steam from a pipe curing the jocks. So now Lois is just aware of Clark's powers. WTF. Yeah, that I didn't really get that. Yeah, and also your reaction. They told you to do it. It's like, uh, I guess it was just like... Like, why are you like, you look like you were lying. Yeah. I, it wasn't your fault. It was just like, it should have been like, yeah, wow, that that just happened. That was I don't crazy. know. I don't know. What a coincidence. It was just, it made you look guilty and she's an investigator and she's on everything and she's not even looking you in the eyes and she's like, yeah, I guess that just conveniently happened. Oh, well, we got lucky. Well, this is all the same character that in, in the Superman lore doesn't know that Superman and Clark Kent are the same person. You know, I've said that before, but you got to go with it. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Back at Luther Mansion, Lex invites Clark over to the secret stalker room. Clark says, what happened at the Clark Museum? (laughs) (laughs) His secret stalker room to prove that it is, in fact, cleared out. Instead of the only thing remaining is the wreckage of a Porsche from the pilot, he then asks Clark for a second chance. Clark agrees, but with a request for Lois Lane. Before the game the next day, Coach Jason greets Clark in the locker room and apologizes for trying to kill him after Clark saved him from a murderous teammate. Clark goes on to ask who his girlfriend was that he mentioned, but Jason plays dumb. How how does Clark not... Clark doesn't already know about the yeah, lot of things. Yeah, come on. How like, does he not I, know that this? Was a little weak. That was a little weak for me. Cut to the game, fourth quarter. Clark leading a huddle for the final play. Desperation Hail Mary from what it looks like their own 40-yard line. Despite the ability for a team to win even after the clock runs to zero, the scene ends dramatically with Clark heaving the ball to his wide receiver, who makes the catch right before time runs out, helping them win a game. The entire town is in attendance, and cheering on the new star quarterback who gets raised on his teammates' shoulders. Now, I, was this the day that... Because re- there was a day on a football field somewhere in Smallville where a, a couple of us were trying to see who could throw the furthest. It must have been the day you were there. It must have been this day. And we were all trying to throw the ball as far as we could. I won. That's, yeah, I think that's it. After the game, Chloe reconciles with Clark. She apologizes, but tells him deep down she still has those feelings for him. Clark says he does not have them. Lois then meets up with Clark and tells Clark that Lex helped her get into college and out of Smallville High. Highlights and lowlights, well. Well, it also ends with in loving memory of Christopher Reeve. Best part of the show, in loving memory of Christopher Reeve. That was really nice, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that was sad. And, uh, wow. Yeah. Um. Interesting things of interesting things. Of the episode knowledge. ends with a message. Obviously, we just talked about <laughs> mm-hmm. in loving memory of Christopher Reeve. It aired three days after his passing. Oof. Annette O'Toole's daughter, Anna Geislinger, plays one of the girls in the cheerleading squad. Oh. Actress Shaylin Simmons, who appeared in season one's drone as cheerleader Felice Chandler. Because of the similarities between Felice and Rhonda, they are presumably supposed to be the same person. The football game was filmed at the Rotary Stadium at Abbotsford, British Columbia, which was later used again in the episode Jinx. In previous episodes, football games were filmed in the Swangard Stadium in Burnaby. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got a great guest today. We've been wanting to get this person on the show. It didn't make sense, but we still wanted her to come on the show, even though she wasn't appearing in the shows earlier in the seasons. 
but she's here and she makes a huge presence and we could not be more delighted than, than to have the wonderful Lois Lane herself here, Erica Durance. Erica. Hi, guys. Thank you. Thank you for the round of applause. I appreciate it. Yeah, quietly. <laughs> we did it quietly, but we... Yeah, it's quiet. quiet. Like in golf. You know, Ryan's here. Who, who, uh, hey. Ryan's here and... um. He was Hi, like, Ryan. she just brings a spark that the show needed coming into season four. And boy, is he right. I think you just, you know, that first episode, you just took off. You owned it and oh. it gave the show a new life. Pure fear, driven by pure fear in Alberta. And that's, you know what? I, I understand that because I remember, you know, I always, I never understood because I'd watch your genius and I'm like, how is she nervous or anything? She's so good. But. I guess that's what makes us tick, doesn't it? You don't really see what other people see. I think, you know, you're just, you want to do well and you don't want to let anybody down. And I think for me coming into a space where everything had been going and going so well, and I knew you guys from watching you as a fan, right? I mean, I cast your show and, you know, for the background and stuff like that. We talked about that a lot, but it really makes it a little bit more strange when all of a sudden you're inserted into that world. So it's kind of bizarre. And so the last thing you want to do is be be of any kind of, detraction or anything of what's going on so i think i put a lot of heavy stuff on that i didn't need to well but with that said lois was doing the same thing it was life imitating art lois was kind of coming into this thing and being like what are all these people doing not necessarily caring how she was going to fit in which was the difference but um right. you know <laughs> no, I, I don't care <laughs> and she spoke her internal dialogue which was something no character had done before and yeah. i just thought there but you you brought the age level up and I mean that in a respectful way, like we weren't just talking about like high school stuff anymore. We were yeah. talking about real things. And I think I just told you this when we were in Nashville that we had watched the episode yeah. you aired in and along with Jensen, actually, you guys were sitting together when I was talking about it, which was even more fun. But um, <laughs> I think Ryan nailed it on the head. I don't really have anything else to say. Yeah. Well, yeah, you did. You did. What was your, you know, you, you were always nervous before, like when we were, you're about to film, but what was it like? You're in casting, you're casting the show, you're, you know, a lot of people don't know that, but you were casting, unless you listen to my podcast, Inside of You, plug, cheap plug. But honestly, you were doing that, and when you got the audition, were you even more nervous than when you got the role? Um, no, because I was rather disenfranchised at that point, and I had mentioned that before. I, I said, I was sitting in the car waiting to go in, and I called my manager, and I was like, I, I don't want to do this. They're going to cast LA. Everybody's LA. I so hear you. I don't know. And, you know, you hear actors say that a heck of a lot. So what I will say as a proviso, because it's so annoying when actors who have done well go, I didn't really care and I didn't want to do it. And I walked out and everybody loved me and I'm amazing. No, like I really was working at it. I started in background myself and all of those things. So it wasn't as if I hadn't tried to earn my stripes in some way or another. But um, yeah, so I think that there is a different energy that I brought in because at that point, he just says, just go and treat it as an exercise. I was like, okay, I'll do that. And um, it just, whatever I was doing at that time fit the bill of what they were looking for, for the representation of what they wanted to do for Lois. And I was just super lucky to be, um, to, to be able to fit it. And of course, David Nutter had introduced me to LA world a year before. So then I kind of knew Warner Brothers and I knew Peter and all those things kind of were in my favor. Right. You know, for getting how to How much it. work did you put into, how, how much did you dissect each script? Because everyone has their sort of plan or, or, or what they do to prepare for scenes, to prepare for an episode. But your process had to be, I feel, more more intense. Did, how did you dissect it? <laughs> what? Maybe because I am. Um, yeah, I did. I, I went kind of old school with like, 
what's her objective? What does she want? I did a lot of backstory stuff with her. I tried to fill a lot of a lot of my mind with even more things. Now, I tried to kind of fill in the gaps because originally when I came in, I was, I call it, I was the comic relief, right? You guys would have scenes that were really important and, you know, dramatic and beautiful. And then I'd come in and say something that was annoying and I annoyed everybody. And then everybody was like, that Lois, she's a pain in the ass. And then I would leave the scene. That's what, that's what Ryan likes. And that's what we all liked. I mean, I, I talked earlier before you were on about Moonlighting, the Bruce Willis television show. Oh, yeah. And that banter. And that's what I started to see. And I thought about that when we started working together. Like That's what it was, because it wasn't like we were trying to be, the characters were trying to be in a relationship together. They were almost always having to deal with each other. Yeah. And, and then continue. Those were and my favorite scenes. People were like, what was your favorite part? And I was like, fighting with yeah. Clark was my favorite. <laughs> They're like, yeah. but what about oh, romance, romance? Fighting is so much more fun. There you go. Calling people on their shit and like, I don't know, having a laugh. What about... You know, we just finished an episode, which I didn't like, but it wasn't because of you, but uh, at all, you were great. And you're, you're the reason a lot of it, I think the characters are all great. Some episodes just aren't that great, but the fans loved it. We had uh, people calling in and, and asking questions and their favorite scene was the dunk scene where he gets dunked into the water and you throw the football and you hit it. Yeah. First of all, did you throw that ball? I did. And you know who gave me tips? Well, Tom did some of but Jensen actually. Really? There you go. Coach. Coach Jensen. Coached by Jensen. And it was terrifying. And now I don't know how to spin a ball at, like at all. Like I threw it with my kid. So it was <laughs> to break everybody's fantasy. I was terrible at it, but I did do it. It totally worked. And I didn't know you were left-handed. Um, but the way, yeah. the, the way you kind of watching it, you know, yesterday, the way you, you, you know, it looks like you step into it. You're out of position, like, don't get me wrong, but totally. you followed through. And I imagine that's what Jensen was like, just chuck it. and Just keep going. <laughs> and it helped me on the other side because, I don't know if you remember this, but it was like a one-take thing on my side because I was yeah. going to get wet and it was a, an hour, you know. And I was just like, there's no way she's going to be able to, and then boom, you know, you hit it. So And it worked out. And that was yeah. basically the story of Smallville. I'd show up and be like, what do they want me to pretend I know how to do? And I'd have yeah. 10 minutes to figure it out. That's acting, baby. That's what we do. There you go. You know how to ride a but horse? It, no. I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> sure, I can. <laughs> yeah. But that scene that we did was kind of ad lib. The whole hair ruffle. I don't know if it was a, like that was you or me, yeah. but it was an idea that wasn't originally in the script. And now, like, everybody comes up and they go, oh, my God, that was so amazing. That definitely would have been I you because I would have. That was definitely you because I would have never asked you to do that. <laughs> See, I was going to say it was you because I probably never would have touched you unless you said I could. I'd be like, I'm scared of him because I was so scared. There we go. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Were the other actors, you don't have to say who, was everyone really supportive or were they uh, threatened by you or did you feel like you were welcomed on the set? I mean, you could say that if you if you just want to be nice. Generally, but- I was with exception to a couple of people that just had a had a tough time with it for for whatever really? reason. Who? Well, we can't who? say who. We're not allowed to say who. Do you I never my- knew that. Oh, Look at your at little raccoon cat. I wonder... How I can't imagine get- who would have treated you that well. Well, but, it makes me it was that makes a, me sad, but yeah. It was it was generally really a positive um group. Um Kristen was awesome. We never saw each other very much, but right. the, my first introduction w- to her was like I was walking along and there was this person walking really heavily behind me just like clomp 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 and I was like who is that? And then I turn around and it's tiny Kristen marching along, which she does. She's very like a yeah. lot bigger personality than what she portrays on TV. It's it's quite yeah. funny and she was really nice. Uh, but yeah, I had a couple of people because I think that no matter what <clears throat> what they wanted, when I came in, I think it, it threatened the idea they thought they were going to get to play that character or what have you. But just another oh. chick on set created a vibe that was a little bit weird. And Yeah, well, let me ask you this. Was uh, You don't have to talk about it, but like in terms of pay, I mean, I know you're a Canadian actress so they're, or actor, so they're, they're, if I know them, they always try to like, hey, let's pay her as little as possible. She's lucky to be on this show. That sort of mentality. Did you feel like they were paying you well or did you have to really fight eventually when you became a regular to to make uh, more money? Well, I've changed that kind of idea about myself now. But at that time, I was waiting for the door to hit me in the ass on the way out all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think given where I came from, it was an enormous amount. And what people had mentioned, it was pretty good for top of show. Like it wasn't bad. Um but if I were to compare it to what you guys were getting, which would be ridiculous, I would. It was it was silly. But I built in a little bit of a raise. Not really, week. Michael. But <laughs> yeah, not so much me. But let me ask you but, this: but for me, where I came from, it it was very exciting. And then every year, you know, when they would bring me back, I could you know ask for a little bit, and I still yeah. Okay. But I feel like you know you were just uh, top of show until a point where they were like, hey, we want her to be a regular. You had to know you had some leverage. You had to know that you, you know that you were an integral part of the show and that you were good and you were a fan fave. Is uh, did that help in negotiations or or not so much? I think it did, but again, I'm just learning to, to kind of have my own sense of my own value at this point. So it was a bit of a trial. Like I was so the the problem with that is I was so excited to be there and comparatively to what I could be doing, I think there was part of me that was just like it's it's still a joke that I get to do this and have fun and get paid this. And so it's only now kind of at this stage in the game where I'm going, okay, you know what? I'd rather, 
I'd rather maybe not do it. Michael, in season four, did you feel the same way? In season three, I felt that. I felt sort of, uh, I went through hell. Um, well, that was a whole big thing where they just made me all sorts of promises. And then they're, you know, I, I was getting paid the most on the show. My quote was the highest. And they said, we can't give you your quote. And we're going to give you this. And I was like, what? And they're like, but when it becomes successful, we're going to make it up to you. And then the second it right. was, they didn't even want to deal with me. They were like, we're going to give you a 5% five, five per, 5 bonus or something. I was like, what? It was crazy how oh. they treated you. They didn't care at all. They didn't put any um, passion into it. They didn't say, you know, it was just very business. No, it was, uh, it was, it's terrible. That, that sort of atmosphere, if you allow it, can really weigh on you and make you feel so insignificant. Yeah. And if I, I could yeah. do it all over, I wouldn't allowed them. I wouldn't have allowed them to make me feel like that. I would have tried to be happier. And I just, everything was like, I'm not worth, I'm not, it was, it was like, I was talking to dad again, you know, like I got to yeah. uh, get dad's approval and wow, I just not busted my ass for three years. And I think the fans like it. And I didn't, I wasn't getting approval and that's how they made me feel. And so, well, were Alan miles involved in at all in your, your casting? Um, yeah, I mean, not with me specifically, like I know that they gave the final one of the final nods of it. I worked mainly with Beeman on that, Greg Beeman. Right. And who, he like he gave me some tips and that sort of thing before I went down to L.A. Who was your favorite uh, director to work with? There was a couple that were pretty <laughs> immediately. I think of all my fa least favorite. Um, uh, I actually, we know who he is. Yeah, <laughs> we know. We know. I love Chanel. I love him. Uh, yeah. He is a beautiful man. Directed Superman 2. He directed Somewhere in Time with Christopher Reeve. Great yeah. man. He was, he was fantastic. I worked with this guy named Walling. He was all right. Yeah. I never got to direct <laughs> well, you, though. Was, Thank was, you. Do you know what he was? He was really easy because he knew me and he was super efficient. And he'd be like, well, how about that? And then it would work. I was just going to say one of the things was, you know, because we all love him so much. One of the things he did do, going back to what you guys just said, is he made you feel valued. Oh my God. Yeah. Like he could just bring you into it and be like, however he did his thing and he would be awkward for you or just awkward in general so that you could just be, allow you to be focused and feel Erica, like you could be great. Perfecto. Yeah. Perfecto. Like, moving you know, on. Like, there's a with some daddy issues. I'm going to make her feel like she's important. Yeah. Erica, I love you. It's important. <laughs> listen, listen, uh, Beeman gave me the best uh, advice for directing. He says, listen, you're going to find that each actor you deal with needs some, something different. Yeah. Some people need a little coddling and love and confidence. Some people just need, hey, just, yeah, say that again, yeah. but you have to be louder. We can't hear you. Just yeah. be direct and not give a shit. But some people you have That's to sort of like. That's how he treated me. Yeah. yeah, I would do that with Tom too when I directed. I was just like, I knew that yeah. he could just do it. Just, hey, do it. Just walk in faster and say the line and mean it. You know, you can just say that that kind of shit. But, you know, there's different people who uh, tend to thrive if they're not necessarily coddled, but just given a little bit of more more love and like, hey, this is great. Let's do this. Let's try this. And, and more of a delicate approach to it. I like rules and I like very specific. Like, don't you don't actually have to, like, overthink it or overtalk it with me. And I, I, I found that interesting on my, on my other show is that people thought I was trying to be rude or whatever. But I was like, literally... Tell me if I need to care more or not. Like, am I bitchy yeah. or am I less bitchy? Yeah. <laughs> Do I need to talk faster? Because for me, I knew what that meant. I would translate right. into what it needed to be for me. But I was like, just cut through all the crap and just tell me what I need to do. Um, yeah. Because usually, 
you know, and I'd, I'd have a few directors I found that would think I was angry with them because I'm not looking at them. And that's one thing I do do if I'm a kind of in something intense and like a director's coming up to touch me, I don't look at them. And they're, it's, it's just because I'm thinking I'm kind of focused. No. And I've had a few that I had to later kind of like go up to. They're like, we thought you were mad. And I was like, no, but I'm not, you know, just tell me what I need to do and I'll go do it. I, I have a couple of similar experiences where somebody would come in and they'd be like, uh, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm totally focused. What do you like? What do you want to sell? What do you want to tell me? Like, I'm just not here to entertain you. I'm focused. Like, let's yeah, go. Give it. What do you want? What do you want me to do? Yeah. I think it might be a mechanism of people that have worked on on TV shows for a long time because you get pretty confident with you, what you're doing in your instrument and the technique doesn't bother you. Like I found on some sets right. that I would go to, the directors are so frightened because other people, if it was technical at all, they would have a meltdown. And so the directors didn't even know how to talk to the actors yeah, because they no. hadn't kind of been through that kind of school. And that was a pretty interesting uh, and actually very helpful education in acting to be on something like Smallville, yeah, which yeah. was like, you know, you're one of one of many with exception. I know you guys had bigger parts, but like you are kind of part of a cog in this huge, massive machine. Well, I agree. I think television is acting in a technical medium where in film, it's being able to be emotional. Yeah. And the technical allows you to do that so it's, yeah. it's a bit of a flip that's one of the differences I've seen. i i loved when erica was cast because one she was great you work less at a lot and i work less and you work <laughs> i knew just... that another integral character a, a big part of the show <laughs> i knew that some of these a lot of these scenes were going to get sort of delegated or whatever to to yeah. uh lois and um let me ask you are you surprised and how do you feel about the response the show's been over yeah. for 10 plus years and you still go to the conventions with us and, you know, all these fans and, you know, able to sign autographs and do this years later. How does that make you feel? Awesome. I think it's so great. I'm I'm as cheesy as I was when I first got it. I knew that I was part of something that people love and will always love. And it's that um, classic story that, you know, people want to find themselves the hero and being saved by the hero and they want good to win and they, you know, they want all the things that are encapsulated in this mythology. So um, it's not surprising, but yet also surprising, you yeah. know, because yeah. you got people coming up to you like, I've watched this now with my, <laughs> we're getting a look at us all in our glasses. I've I watched know. this with my grandpa. I know. <laughs> but like, seriously, but it's exciting, you know, I just. Did you look forward to the scenes when you knew you were going to be making out with Tom? Be honest. <laughs> Yeah, because, because listen, we were both you were married. We, no, we were we were both in the same situation. Yeah, we like, right, but let's get this over. You know, with. a lot of people say like, "Oh well, my one god." One thing I I will say, I mean, he's Tom. Look at him; he's gorgeous. But I always knew that he wasn't going to be a big perv. So yeah, yeah, it was kind of nice. You knew like things are gonna. You don't have to talk about certain things. It's not going to get super uncomfortable. I'll go here. Gonna, you'll go here. This is what we'll do. Yeah. we'll make it. You don't have to like. There's. I'm sure everybody has their kind of horror stories that people like doing things or like not understanding the no-go zones, you know, and just, and so I knew that without was never going to be a thing. Yeah. I did a scene one time with a guy and he sucked my toes and it was really gross. Did he ask you before he sucked the toes? No. He just sucked it the even toes. on camera? Yeah. Did you say stop? Nope. Cause Erica had no voice then. Did, did it stay in the well, movie? Did it like, st- Ew, and what about my feet are cute? Did That's it, a whole other Did it story. stay in the project? Did they, did they actually use that? Yeah, no, I still, oh, I'm like, mm, what's happening? 
toe sucking. <laughs> the camera's panning across. All of a sudden, you suck them. Tom, have you ever had like, your toe sucked? Try to try to act think... like you love it. Well, I, no, I don't. I, I've had my I toes sucked think... once. It was pretty sweet. I think I've been woken up by a dog like licking my toes. That's oh God, I... gross. Well, Erica, this is awesome. And, you know, unfortunately, now that you're doing this, we're going to at least ask you another one or one or five times down the Yay! road. One, or 50, to come one back. or 50 times. By the way, I like to watch you guys analyze the episodes. It's quite uh, Well, don't watch the last two episodes we did, which are episodes three and four of season four, because um, as you just trash. No, it's listen, listen. My, and Michael said this every he, you know, he, everyone's good in them he just the stories don't really land yes. with michael yeah that's really what it is. i just felt like if i would have watched the show then a few of these you episodes never i would have been like oh my yeah. god what are we what are we but doing this was back in the day where you had 22 episodes a year you always knew you're gonna have some stinkers i know but episode three and four of the first of the fourth season you shouldn't see one or two episode so eight or nine like, at least no, one where like, you come well, in running it's on still one good. Two. i guess so did you, uh, your I, cat, what's your cat's name? Sugar. Oh my gosh. Look how She's cute. a southern lady. Look how She's cute. Cassie. Is how, she so how cute? Old? How old? She's only like 10 weeks old. She's oh, wow. adorable. Does she poop in the house or is she litter trained? She's litter trained. She's a good girl. Oh yeah, my dog Charlie's 11 and a half months old and still, she, she took a dump in the house the other day. I don't know what to do about it. I'm just like, Why I, 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 look, I didn't even yell at him. I looked at him and I go, I, <laughs> Really? I don't know what to do. Well, this is awesome. We love you. Oh, it's so fun to see your faces. Yes, you're coming back no, soon. Even if you come back a couple times this year, it's fun. It's quick. <laughs> Fans love it. We love you, and we hope you'll come back. Yeah. I love you guys. Well, good to see you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to. Be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen. And now it's time for the hotline. Hotline, 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 Talk hot damn. Hotline. Patron privileges. Let's start out with Michelle. Michelle M. What you got for us, Michelle? Pile it up on us. Come on now. I know Michelle. Hi, this is Michelle M. from Nashville, Tennessee. And I am commenting on season four, episode four, Devoted. Totally forgot about this episode. Wow. 
but how wholesome and fun was it to see Clark uh, just being normal high school kid playing football and at the same time how devastating it was to see Jonathan's facial expressions of disapproval in such a happy moment for him. Uh, what do you think about that? Thanks, guys. Good question. Tom? I think it was a good callback to the previous episode where Jonathan says to Clark, you don't know what the line is. When the game's on the line and you want to win, you're not going to be able to control yourself to not use your abilities. And he did. And Clark doesn't. He throws a six, he threw, well, he threw a 60-yard pass like out of nowhere. Yeah, it was And that's dope. why Jonathan in the stands is like, oh, man. Yeah. Scott. Where are you, Scott? Hey, guys. Scott from Mississippi. I'm on season four, episode four, Devoted. And the scene where Chloe is acting like a cheerleader. As actors, is that like the most fun thing to do? The like cringy behavior, the out just crazy to just get out of yourself and be a lunatic and get paid for it. Is that the most fun thing to film? Thanks. Yeah, I bet you had fun doing it. Um, uh, yeah. If you like what you're doing and you believe what you're doing and you commit, it could be a lot of fun. You know, well, it's sort of like the red kryptonite. It's probably fun for Tom. Yeah, yeah, and I also I think in the environment that we had on Smallville, I've talked about this before. If you feel like you're you're surrounded by a director and a crew and a and a cast who that you know they're going to protect you. Like if you're like, oh, I'm going to make these choices, and then somebody goes, I see what you're doing, but you know, let me help direct you. Then you're free to be crazy, and then that's fun. Or to, to be outlandish. If you trust your director um, and the people around you, you're good to go. But if you don't trust yeah, the director I, and he's telling you yeah. to do something crazy, it could be really difficult. Yeah. I had that experience once and I was like, ah, I'm not doing no that. No thanks. Dude. I don't trust you. No thank you. Rachel. Hello, Michael. Tom, this is Rachel calling from Houston, Texas. Love the show, by the way. I have a question about season four, episode four, Devoted. Just what was going on? On with the Gatorade, just, I know it was Kryptonite Gatorade, but like, just, it was just so ridiculous how just all the guys just went crazy over it. But would it affect the women too? Just asking. Who knows? I try to just avoid that. Crypto grade. Uh, it was, it was ridiculous. The whole thing was, was ridiculous. Yeah, it affected Chloe. It affected everybody who drank it. So technically that punch could be still out there. Wasn't, there was a Gatorade, there was a Gatorade flavor that was that color green. I think it was like melon. Brought to you by Gatorade. Gatorade is thirst aid for that deep down body thirst. I could be that guy. You know that guy? Brought to you by Gatorade. Here's Scott. Do now. Here's Scott. What do you got, Scott? What do you got? Hello, this is Scott from Detroit. In the episode Devoted, uh, Chloe is uh, cornering Clark, and uh, he's looking very, um, well, uncomfortable at the situation as Chloe is coming on to him. And right before it goes to commercial, uh, there's a little snare drum that just hit, and it sounds just like the, the opening of Somebody Save Me. Um, I think this was intentional. What about you? Oh, man, I didn't notice that, but I'm sure it was intentional. I'm sure it was intentional. I don't remember that. But uh, yeah, I didn't catch it, but you're probably right. Your instincts are probably correct. AJ, this is AJ. Let's see what AJ's got. Hey, Michael, Tom, and Ryan. This is AJ from Poughkeepsie, New York. Love the show. Uh, 
calling about the season four episode Devoted. Uh, just a little FYI, did you know sort of factoid. Amanda Walsh, who plays the evil cheerle- cheerleader in this episode, she was actually uh, Kaylee Cuoco's character on The Big Bang Theory in the pilot, the original pilot of The Big Bang Theory. She almost was Kaylee Cuoco's character on The Big Bang Theory. Thought wow. that was kind of interesting. Uh, just wanted to share that with you guys. Love the show. Bye. Thanks, man. Sucks for her. Interesting. I, I didn't know this. Yeah. She's the pilot actress. She's that's, like, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Oh, that's a sliding but doors moment. Jeez. Jenna. Thanks. I like that information. I like that weird stuff. Hi, my name is Jenna, and I'm a huge fan of Smallville. Um, I'm calling about season four, episode four, Devoted. I noticed in the scene with Lef in the locker room after he gave all of the jerseys that he takes a lot of the pauses during his speech. Uh, that always stuck out to me after all of these years. I just want to know if you had any comments um, to that choice. All right, thanks so much. Love the show. Thanks. Um, the what? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think they like the dramatic effect, so they they kind of cut it up a little bit. I don't know. But I, sometimes I talk slowly. Maybe I should have sped it up. Hey guys, this is Brian G. Lana and Jason's relationship is gross, and I hate that they went with the teacher-student route, even if she is clearly happier than ever before. But something she said in Devoted stuck out to me. She says she can't share her happiness and couldn't tell anyone why she was worried about the assistant coach. Is this frustration an indication that she wouldn't have been able to handle being with Superman for the same reasons and therefore wasn't right for Clark? Just thought that was a cool seed planted for the future. Thanks. Interesting uh-huh. take on that. I didn't think about that. But. Yeah, I'd tell you what, though, if he was just another high school kid, the the drama would be a lot less. I yeah. mean, it's a tension. It's an added tension bonus. It's made to make her uncomfortable. It's made to make everybody yeah. uncomfortable. I think it's, you know, if he was just another kid, what's, you know. Yeah, I guess. Hi, my name is Fatma, and I'm calling from Pakistan. In Devoted, Clark joins the football team, but he is unwelcome. Have you guys ever joined something where you had to earn the respect to be there? Thanks. You know, the theater department in college, it was always really difficult. It was just like nobody wanted to accept you, and they're like, because it was just like you were, you posed a threat, and uh, no one was nice to you. It was hard to be welcomed at all, and the theater theater folks are snobs. <laughs> all right, next what, question. I mean, I was on this. This, I mean, because this probably back to my football because this was airing at the same time I was playing football in high school. Mm. I mean, everyone on the team was, it was a small team, but everyone was like, and cool. But I had one play like Clark. I had one play like that, like that, that final touchdown pass. Really? I had one. Yeah. I like that. We beat desert Christian nine to seven on a pass that I scrambled for. And I found someone in the back of the end zone. And then after that, we lost every single game. <laughs> hey, you won that game and you were responsible for it. Thank you for that. Glory days. Glory days. Hi, this is a comment for season four, episode four, Devoted. At 18 minutes, Jonathan Kent is coming in looking like a snack. Thanks. Love the show. Jonathan Kent looks like a snack. He looks like a snack. I guess he's a hunk. Yeah. All right. Oh. I love you for that. And international folks, Healy, what did Tom, Michael, and Ryan think of Lois and Clark's humor? Would you have done anything differently? No, I think uh, I think they've really nailed it with the comedy. Yeah, I, I enjoyed watching it. I didn't, I don't think I ever saw this episode before and I watched it. I'm like, that. it works. I'm seeing, I see it working. Rachel, do you believe Lex or think he harbors some kind of ill intention with Clark? No, I don't. Not no. at this point. Keith, have you had any heroic last second sports stories? Yeah, I scored a goal in overtime to win a tournament. And my dad said uh, it was a weak goalie. Uh, Rosenbaum rating system. Uh, Ryan, what do you give it? Rosenbaum rating. 
Half, I'm gonna get half, half a rose. Half a rose, Tom. I'm gonna say half. I'm gonna give it a a good bomb. One bomb. I thought it was a bomb. <laughs> it was a bomb. So it was bet. So it was better than the last. It was better, episode. maybe, maybe. I don't know. I just don't want to get two bombs because I feel like an asshole. Death and save count Death zero dead. Count. Two saved. Clark saved Jason. Lex saves Clark through four episodes. Three dead. Nine saved. Series ninety five dead. One hundred and twelve saved. Ryan's favorite scene. Like probably guess. Um. You know what? The, the sixty yard touchdown pass that reminds you of your youth, <laughs> perhaps. Pick three. Yeah, is that what you think too? I think it's the football pass. Yeah, well, it's, well, it's just, just again, yeah. all right. Hard the, to pick a favorite. This is the it. last time we do that. These episodes are too predictable. Look, all right, we get a point. <laughs> all right, that's it for the episode. We got to run, but stick around next week for season four, episode five. That's run. Funny. Let's take the discussion online. Let us know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials at Talkville Podcast or Talkville Pod. Show support by joining Patreon. Please join and support us. Patreon.com slash Talkville. If you want more information like merch, TalkvillePodcast.com. Inside of you online uh, store has tons of that stuff. Uh, Our hotline number, everything's in the description. Uh, We appreciate you. We always have fun doing this. And uh, it's, it's nice to rip on the show and love the show and do everything in between. And uh, next episode, I have a feeling it's going to be a real good one. We're going to go from two bombs and one bombs for me to at least a heater and a half to a rose. I feel it. We'll see. Uh, Tom, why don't you send it? Ryan, you haven't been here for a while. Why don't you send us out with the uh, old slogan, old uh, whatever they call it. Remember, folks, always hold on to Smallville. We love you. We'll talk to you. All right. Well, we're here again because of you, the patrons. Top tier patrons get their name shout out. Tom, I always love giving our uh, our friends shout outs because they deserve it. I mean, they do, and I and I love it, especially at the cons, and we see we see them out in the wild, so to speak. You know, I'm always like, "What's your handle?" You I know, because we get to say it. It's fun. Mickey G, Leanne P, Raj C, Santiago M, Little Lisa, Thomas, the Leaf Blower, Shane W, Sophie M, Betsy D. Abby P, Ray Harada, Karen Apple M, 99 more, Lalani N, Brett G, always hold on to Smallville. Estevan G, Garrett W, Bob K, Kimberly L, Tom N, Jason W, Osama A, Glinda, the Good Witch P, uh, Lana Rams with Banana W, got you there, uh, Nancy D, Brian G, Sarah W, YVR Grips, better known as Vancouver. Anna M, Amanda R, Teddy127, Michael P, Theo M, Ryan R, Jordan M, Randy B, Craig G, Karen P, Jorel, Heather and Greg, thank you for your questions. I made talk, I made talk, Bill say butts. Brian H, Eric K, Kristen B, Danine W, Stephanie K, I'm on a roll, Darth Achilles, Finky, early is on time, and damn, who's that? Damn, who's that? Jeanette E, Deadvid, General Zod, Theodore. Big D, Doug R, Carlos C, Tommy Z, Boston 68, Ken the Limerick Guy, Corey L, Mr. Home RK, Jesse C, Claire M, D Brown, Karenary M, Jules M, Eldon Supremo, Leslie V, McBurts, good question, Ginger Moose, Christoph S, Michelle M, Drew, Michael Kane doesn't blink, Sebastian F, Sourpuss Cranky Pants, Matthew and Lincoln B, the Coopers, you can't forget the Coopers, or Mary and Louise L, CGO, Cindy C, Nikki L, Shannon, Foe, Fannin, Tina E, Matt Rick, uh, Jen T, Randy S, Cassie B, Brad A, Felicia R, Danny M, J S, and Rachel D. 
Ginger Prime and Nate. Gingerous Prime and Nate D. Yeah. Got it. When you're rich, you're not crazy. You're eccentric. Chicken flower Sammy Charmin. Okay. <laughs> Carrie Ann, the Alexander Kessel. Daryl E. Charlene A. Spicy Chicken, the only way to have it. Jenny B. Anna B. Monica T. Tom is my hall pass. Okay. Janime <laughs> uh, C. Batman's Boxer Briefs. I bet they're black. Don't you think they're black? Yes. Samuel Daddy M. Cameron R. Eric M. Jeffrey K. Tony K. I'll let you do the next one. Tony K. Pip Kennedy. Katya C. Previously on Smallville. Cheru S. Geneva D. Gene Geneva. Yeah. Matt C. Rosie H. Rosie H. Depro, Sejal, and Devon. Or Sejal. I think it's Depro, Sejal, and Devon. Chadwick B, Keith B. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much. We love you. We'll see you next time. <laughs>